Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. We're here for round six. Josh, are you ready to get straight into it, mate? Yeah, mate. Good to go. Sweet as. So we're going to do things a little bit differently this week. Instead of going through all the teams and all the team lists, we're just going to talk about the notable points and then get stuck into some different segments after that as well. So starting off with the first game uh, on Thursday night, we have the Roosters taking on the Storm. So one of the big notable inclusions here is that Tedesco's out and Joey Manu's been named at fullback, which is probably the main one. Um, just talking a bit on Manu, he hasn't exactly lit the uh, lit the field up this season, but what are your thoughts on him at fullback? Big fan of Joey Manu this week. Um, he is one that I'm, yeah, definitely looking to bring in. Like him at fullback, he's got some pretty impressive stats there when he's played there, you know, in the last couple of years, averaging around the 65 mark. Um, when you look at his stats, just a fullback when he's, you know, playing over 70 minutes. So um, pretty cheeky point of difference player if he if he comes off for you this week. He's dropped a little bit of cash as well, so you get him in a bit of a discount. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm pretty keen on him, honestly, this week and definitely thinking about pulling the trigger. Yeah, the only issue is he's just so expensive, right? Like a break-even of 66 is good considering he averages around that at fullback. So if he, even if he scores, you know, around the 60 mark this week, he might be a good pickup next week because he'll still drop a little bit of cash, but you're going to miss out on that big score this week. So um, he's one of those guns in center that you, well, he's a center winger fullback, so he's dual position, but you really want him in your center spot. And he's one of those players that I think everyone's going to target to get in when he drops a bit of cash this season. For sure, he's just that that awkward price. It's just so expensive to to chuck that money at a at a center at the moment. Yeah, I kind of agree. I've got a little bit of cash at the moment, just with my kind of team makeup, and I had to kind of I had to downgrade David Fafita to get in Hosking last week, so I've got a little bit of cash kind of over to go up to him. Um, but yeah, I don't think he's like a a must have by any stretch, but one that I'm kind of looking to go for and kind of his uh, pod as well, under 10% owned. And yeah, could be a way of climbing up the ranks, hopefully at the top of this uh, comp. Yeah, absolutely. Expect him to score quite well this week at fullback. And the guy he's replacing, Teddy. Jeez, it's been a rough go to start the season for good old James Tedesco. <laughs> what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, look, I think it's it's a sell uh, for Teddy, which is unfortunate because... Um, Look, he's got a high break even. He could be out kind of for the foreseeable. I think he'll be out for at least two games. He could be out longer than that. We've seen him kind of sit out for extended periods with concussions before. Um, I also I don't hate the, the idea of holding him. Just uh, like if you're playing head-to-head or something like that, you know you're going to use him for the run home. Um, I could see you justifying that. But I think in a classic sense, just like a lot of money to be sitting there on the bench, a little bit uncertain when he'll come back and he's got that high break even as well. Yeah, I suppose that's the that's the thing, right? It's the uncertainty because if he's only one week and he's back the week after, you probably hold him through a one-week break. But with his previous concussions and the way they've treated him before, it might be one that you've really got to weigh up and be a bit, um, a bit more aggressive and just trade him out. And if you have to get him back later, you have to get him back eventually because... I'm really keeping an eye on Teddy at the moment because he is going to be that gunlinger fullback that I bring in as soon as he um, hits his break even. So, you know, he'll have one game 
might not be soon, you know, maybe four or five weeks from now, maybe closer to origin, but he'll he'll bounce back and he'll score a 40, 50, 60 plus, and then you'll be looking to get him in, especially now that he's lost, you know, over 160K in value. Yeah, I don't mind that as a shout as well. It's a little bit tricky bringing him up origin period, I think. So I think that's one I'll have to probably like assess close to two if it's um, if it's kind of viable in the games. He's kind of like missing over that period. But um, yeah, I think he's definitely out for the two just because he's got the category one. Well, maybe it was ruled a category two, but because of his previous history, I think he has to sit out the 11 days. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just worried he's going to miss more than two, honestly, mate. So I'm... That's kind of the way I would be leaning. Yeah, I suppose the conservative approach, just based on his form and the the head knock history, probably a sell. But don't hate the hold because you will want to get him eventually back into your team. So it's not a terrible hold. But yeah, like I said, a lot of money to be holding. Uh, moving on to the next inclusion, the the dogs. They've got a new lock uh, with some you know key outs with Raymond Fatale and Mariner being out. Um, I think they have another couple on the bench. Franklin Pele broke his arm. Um, so they're missing a few middle forwards, the the dogs. So Harrison Edwards comes in at lock. Any any love for Edwards? Definitely going to be cheapy. Yeah, I was just looking. He wasn't in the game yesterday. He is now. He's 264K. Yeah, I don't mind it as a shout. People are looking at uh, kind of other guys in that price range. I know Isaac F from the Times for Sulmala Aoi. He's kind of one that I think he's kind of around the same price who, um, you know, come off the bench and should kind of make you a steady cash. It's a little bit unknown with Harrison Edwards. We just don't know what's going to happen with his bench rotation, but it looks like given the head bench, Topney, Moran, Tanner, you'd imagine that he plays, if he's starting, you know, 40 to 60 minutes and has like a decent at least couple of weeks while they've got these injuries here at the Bulldogs. Yeah, you look at um, his recent games from last year, towards the back end of last year for the Dogs, and Edwards, he was he scored okay, a PPM of 0.6 roughly. So not terrible, but he's still going to need big minutes to get you some decent scores to make some cash quickly because um, who knows how long he's going to be there for. We've got TPJ coming back, um, and eventually Raymond Fatale Marin will come back in a week or two as well. So, yeah, there could be – he could – his time there could be limited, but yeah, definitely an option this week as well. Uh, and for the cows, uh, Drinkwater and Cotter return with Hillam Lukey out with a knee injury. Um, a couple of key inclusions there. So Cotter was what out for two weeks, I guess. It's only been two rounds since he had his uh, his injury. What are your What are your thoughts on Cotter coming back into the team? Obviously, Drinkwater is not the best um, best one to look at for classic, considering how he's been going. But um, yeah, Cotter. Yeah, he's one to kind of, I guess, just monitor and see how he goes. He's still got a pretty high break even, so you can kind of give him a week and and just watch him. I think at this point, and uh, if we if he gets those kind of big minutes straight off the off the bat, then uh, yeah, he's one that we can kind of look at potentially coming into your mids and hopefully upgrade some of these um, other kind of cash cows that have ripened yeah i think with cotter it's kind of hard because he doesn't get he hasn't been getting the huge 70 plus minutes like he did you know the middle of last season um especially with tamalolo getting a few extra minutes as well and the likes of you know mclean in the front row picking up a bit of the slack which has kind of diminished his scoring a little bit over the first couple of rounds but 
what do you what do you expect in terms of minutes from Cotter and what do you think he should like in terms of minutes if he's getting over say 50 or 60 like what are you aiming at to look at him as a buy uh yeah that's a good question i think he's got to be like yeah playing close to that 60 mark for me um and yeah ideally close to that 70 80 it's just hard a lot of the good players this year are playing less minutes so um if he's you know playing that yeah, around that 60 mark, I think he comes into contention for me. He's kind of one of those guys, even when he's like his minutes goes up and, well, sorry, his minutes go down and his PPM usually rises. So he's still got pretty decent scores like that as well. Yeah, and definitely a potted under 5% uh, ownership. Um, but yeah, like you said, keep an eye on him, see how he goes over the next couple of rounds and then maybe look to get him just before. Um, well, actually, you kind of don't really want to get him just before Origin because he will be in and around that team most likely. So just one to, I guess, one to monitor at this stage. Yeah, I think that's a good call as well. Yeah, Origin might play kind of reduced minutes. Yeah, just one to watch. Yep, fair enough. Uh, And on to the Dolphins team, we see that uh, Milford, obviously O'Sullivan out with his pec injury, but Milford also going down with a hamstring injury, sees Cody Nicarima moving in at 5'8", and also Edric Lee onto the wing with Jack Bostock dropping out. Few changes there at the Dolphins. What are your thoughts on Nicarima? Yeah, kind of a blast from the past. Hey, Cody Nicarima coming back. Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see how he goes. He obviously is pretty cheap. Uh, should get an extended run in this team. You'd say, you know, Milford's out for the next kind of three to four weeks at least. So, yeah, a couple of games could be averaging kind of close to that 40 mark, I would think. So it could make a little bit of money for you. Uh, just kind of the job security once Milford comes back and um, could be a little bit rusty as well, I guess. So there is some kind of risk factors in there, but I think people are probably stuck with, you know, guys like Smith Shields potentially in their team and want to kind of generate that cash. Don't mind the risk for a kind of quick money grub. Yeah, Cody Nicarima, if he's in the team for the next four weeks and averages, you know, around the 40 mark, he should see an increase of about 160K. So... Um, not a bad one to jump to if you've got some of those peaked cash cows and you want to you want to dip back down and cash out to maybe go up to a Heinz or some of these other guns that are hanging around that you might not have a, enough cash for, like your Clearies, like your, I don't know, Frizzell, Bird maybe, you know, those kinds of players. Yeah, exactly. I like that. And talking about the man, Smith Shields uh, drops out of the Raiders' side for Jared Croker. Uh, obviously, Smith Shields is a sell, but what about Croker? Just good to see him back, isn't it? Uh, Jared Croker, Canberra Milk legend. Well, he's probably got some like crazy records he's looking to break over these next uh, couple of games. I can't remember if he's going to play the most club games or most club points, some, some crazy stuff like that. But yeah, Jared Croker, probably the best days are behind him, I would, I would say. <laughs> Not one I'm really looking at. Uh, he's 319k, so he is cheap, should goal kick, but the Raiders have started uh, pretty slow, so I don't think I'd be uh, going to him unless I kind of see some pretty drastic changes from the Raiders, and um, yeah, I'd love to, I have to see it before I kind of jump on, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously got the r- the run back in this team because Smith Shields hasn't set the world on fire, but Croker, he's one to watch because if he can get just some consistent you know, 30, 35 scores, he ha- does stand to make about 100K. So 
yeah, definitely keep him on the watch list and just see how he plays for the Raiders because it'll come down to if he can if he can perform really at what he used to be like because I think he he used to be one of the premium centers back in the day. He used to be you know average definitely, forty yeah. forty five yeah. Um, yeah, hopefully he gets back to that form. Love to see it. Um, and sure, I'm sure the Raiders fans would as well, considering their current <laughs> form. Uh, moving on to the Warriors. Big name back in, Tohu Harris, named. What do you think his chances are of actually playing this week? Uh, yeah, he must be pretty close. I assume he must have been pretty close last week, otherwise they wouldn't have named him. Um, yeah, hopefully he does. Hopefully his input is... His, uh, his output, sorry, is, you know, just as good as we've seen over the start of the year and uh, repays those those folks who have held him for the week. Yeah, I think he was, because he is back in the team, he's definitely a hold, um, especially because you can use him over the um, origin period. And we did have him as a hold on our buy, hold, sell post last week. Um, unfortunate. I mean, if you sold him, you probably did get a player in that at least got you a couple of points. And I could see him dropping a bit of cash, but... Um, for those that haven't bought him yet or don't have him in their team, definitely keep an eye on him because his break-even this week, I think it's in the mid-60s mark. So if he scores under that, but, you know, gets around a 55-ish score, um, one to look to bring in next week, especially if he can, especially because he's playing over Origin and as as long as he shows that that knee injuring, injury isn't hampering him, he's uh, one that pretty much is a must-have over the Origin period, I think. Yeah, just that consistent score, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, he's a weapon as well. Like, he plays through. Wouldn't surprise me if he plays through, even if he has kind of got, like, a little bit of a niggle this week, he'll play through it. And, um, yeah, started really well. Old kind of vintage Tohu, so, yeah, it's good to see. Yeah, good to see him back at it. We'll have both knees strapped for sure this weekend. <laughs> Moving on to the uh, the best game, the Easter Easter Monday game. Uh, the Tigers taking on the Parramatta Eels, starting with the Tigers. Oh, yeah, this is a showstopper, mate. I can't wait to watch this. <laughs> uh, the Tigers have reverted back to pretty much how they started the season with Dewey in the halves, and they've actually picked Charlie Staines at fullback over um, Lane du- uh, Dane Laurie. God, got that mixed up. Um, Lane Dane. Dewey, yeah. Um, do we at halfback? Oh, well, five eight again. Um, should get more kicking and better stats. If you held him, good on you. But what are you thinking if you don't have Dewey at the moment? Yeah, good to see that Tim Sheens has rolled the dice again and seen what numbers came out to pick his team. Adam Dewey, yeah. Look, um, I wouldn't be jumping back on him uh, at this point if you uh, if you sold him or if you haven't started with him. And I think you you want to see a bit more from him before he. he comes back into calculations if you've held him i think you're kind of holding strong hopefully the tigers bounce back one of these weeks um has lost you a lot of cash will probably lose a little bit more uh i guess i'm a little bit on the fence as to whether you'd sell him at this point what are your thoughts mate uh if i've got him at the moment i'm holding him if yeah i mean if you've held him through through this period you now that he's back in his preferred position you should see his scores bounce back up a bit. So he should be scoring closer to 50 rather than 20 like he has for the last couple of weeks. Uh, if I, I sold him as soon as he was named at fullback and I'm going to look to buy him again if he holds this half spot over the next week or two. And especially if you can see a little bit of a, a bounce back from the Tigers, which, I mean, Tigers fans have probably been waiting for a bit of a bounce back for the last three or four seasons. But if you see them... <laughs> You know, score a few points, look a bit more threatening. 
he should stay in that half spot. So, um, yeah, definitely one to, you know, add him to the watch list as well, because if he can string, you know, another 40, 50, well, hopefully a 50 plus score together for the next two weeks, then yeah, I'd definitely jump back on him as a prime half, especially for the fact that he's dropped to like 180k, I think, or something like that, something ridiculous. So um, he's close to close to 600k. So yeah, definitely uh, keep an eye on him because he'll drop a couple, uh, would probably drop another 30, 40 more k over the next week or two. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, high break even still. So yeah, I think his, uh, his drops aren't done with yet. Yep. And the biggest talking point of the weekend with the return of Sean Lane, <laughs> BA has decided to drop Jermaine Hopgood. Mate, looking at this uh, back row and lock position for Parramatta, you've got Lane in the number 11, Bryce Cartwright in the number 12 and retaining his spot, and Ryan Madison moving to lock with Jermaine Hopgood getting the first bench spot. What are your thoughts about this rotation? What do you think is actually going to happen this week? No, I thought this was kind of how it might play out um, after Bryce Cartwright had a pretty good start to the year. They obviously were missing like a little bit of a punch, I thought, through the middle. So I think this is actually good news for you, mate, as a Parramatta Eels fan. I think this is their kind of best team. But yeah, Hopgood, I guess, is the unlucky guy in this team in that he's not going to probably get those 65 plus minute games now. That we uh, we saw over the first couple of weeks, although I'm in the camp and I assume you are as well. If just I want to at least see a week of him on the bench before I'm um, making any moves off him or anything like that. I think he's still got the potential to hit 55, 60 scores um, if his PPM increases a little bit. We've seen games where he's got try assists, offloads, things like that. So hopefully he's coming off the bench and has a bit more of a license and can be a bit more explosive get his points kind of like that. Um, but, yeah, definitely not an immediate solemn one. I'm kind of looking to to watch this week. What are your thoughts? Yeah, so Hopgood, it's the, the only issue with Hopgood, I wouldn't be looking to sell him, and I'm not going to be selling him this week. The only issue is he is worth 700K. So I can understand people that are like, well, he's not going to be scoring 60 plus anymore, but I can buy someone for 700 K that is going to score 60 plus. So I understand that part of the argument, but you really want to see how this game plays out because if, you know, Madison's not up to scratch at lock or if an injury happens and Cartwright goes down or, you know, any number of things could happen, then Hopgood comes straight back into that lock spot. So I think it's well worth, holding him and Bryce Cartwright for that matter, if you have him, holding both of them for one more week because their break-evens aren't hugely high and they even if they don't hit their break-evens, they're not going to lose a ton of cash for you anyway. So I wouldn't be looking to rush them out of your team just yet. I like that idea, mate. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. So Bryce Cartwright, he's got a 23 break-even. Hopgood has a 45 break-even. You think both of them are going to hit that or be pretty close to it this week anyway um i guess what are your thoughts made if people are looking to use hopgood to kind of like upgrade elsewhere as to go like hopgood to a harry grant or hopgood to a cleary if they haven't got them or even yeah like hopgood to i guess people aren't going nico hines this week but players of that kind of probably in our top four or five in the season that we think are probably must-haves 
Um, is it worth using Hopgood to, to jump to one of those at this point? Yeah, if you're going Hopgood to a captaincy option, absolutely. I, I rate that trade. Like if you don't have Cleary yet, Cleary is at the cheapest he's going to be all season. So I rate a Hopgood to a Cleary. Um, but if you're just trading him sideways to, I don't know, someone else around that, like a Frizzell or a, a Hudson Young or someone like that, you know, that has bottomed out and, you know, stands to make a bit of cash, I wouldn't be pulling that trade off just yet. I'd hold him for another week. It's only if you're going to the premium tier players, your captaincy options that I'd pull the trigger on Hopgood. So, um, yeah, hold him for another week if you can. Otherwise, you can trade him to a gun. Oh, one more question just to get the, the complete gauge. Would you okay. trade Hopgood to Hosking this week? Oh, that is a difficult one. <laughs> uh Probably not. I think there's other ways you can get Hosking in. He's only 600k, so I don't think you need to trade someone like a Hopgood to him. There's probably other players you could trade out to get him in, um, to be honest. So probably not. I'm going to stick. Yeah, let's stick to that. Because there is risk around Hosking still. Everyone still thinks, you know, Martin will come in for him or Garner's still out and will come in for him. So I wouldn't be rushing Hopgood out to get in Hosking just in case Hosking might be out, you know in a week's time. But if you did pick up Hosking when we told you to, good on you, because he made another 60, what did he make, 60, 70K over the weekend? Yeah, 66. I'm just having a look at his stats. Again, yeah. a pretty hot stat line from uh, from Hosking. Got another meat pie. He's got a line break. He's got tackles. And I think rinse and repeat everything we said last week about him, mate. I think he's going to hold this spot for the, yeah. for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I do see a I do see a little red mark in his stat line there. I hope that doesn't creep in. <laughs> nothing. It's only one missed tackle. He'll be right. <laughs> Jeez, hard man to please, Dan D. Hey, I've got but... I've got bigger problems. I got Reed Marnie in my team, averaging ten missed tackles a game. <laughs> this guy, it's <laughs> lovely. But yeah, I think Connolly think... had a few as well on the weekend. I think he had like nine or ten. Yeah, annoying. Very rough. Very very rough. Okay, that is the team list, uh, notable inclusions covered off. Let's move on to some draft options. Haven't had a ton of draft chat uh, in the last couple of weeks, so I wanted to focus on that a bit more. And just talking about draft options, we're really looking at players that, uh, you know, have been included in the team list this week that a lot of people probably won't have in their teams if you're playing draft in a league. Um, that it might be sitting on your free free agents list and you could easily pick up to to smash out a 40 or a 50 plus. So um, looking to identify those players week to week. Uh, Josh, mate, do you have any good draft options that people should be considering picking up off the waiver wire this week? Yeah, there's definitely a couple. Um, I guess I'd start with the fullbacks. Maybe that's the best way to go about it. I think one that I'm kind of looking at this week, if he's on your waiver wire, is um, Jaden Campbell. Obviously, he's got this... Uh, fullback spot here for the for the Titans for the next uh, probably three to four weeks with Brimo out. I think he can punch out some good scores. Um, so he is definitely one that I'm I'm looking at for um, for this week if he's on your on your waiver wires. Yeah, and in the same elk, Toby Sexton as well. Um, he's coming in for Kieran Four and who's out as well. Um, generally plays as the dominant kicking half. I know he's playing 5-8 with Tanner Boyd at halfback, but when they played like that last season, uh, Sexton was actually getting all the kick meters. So not another bad shout. There's a couple in the, the Titans squad that stand to stand to gain. Yeah, I, I really like that. 
core of uh, Toby Sex. And I think half is, I think in a lot of my leagues too, a position that's kind of kind of lacking in depth. So if you can get someone who's yeah, average around the 40 mark in, in draft is pretty valuable in your halves. One other one, I guess, from the Titans that's in a few of my leagues is um, Fodawaker from the Titans oh, as well. Yeah. He had a good game. Um, his last outing, he got a 62. Uh, so, yeah, I quite like him as as an option as well for, you know, I've seen him score in the kind of, uh, you know, late 40s, 50s and certain points over the last couple of years. If he goes on a nice run here, he could be a, a breakout star and have a really good couple of weeks for you. Yeah, absolutely. Fodawake has been one of those ones that's kind of been in and out of the team, right? He's been a bit inconsistent, but generally when he gets a gets a good amount of minutes, he, he scores quite well. Um it's just hard to predict when that's going to be because even from starting, you never know if he's actually going to put in a big score or not. And from the bench, he generally seems to generate bigger scores than from the starting team at times. So one that's a bit hard to predict for sure. Uh, another one that I actually had on my list was Matt Eisenhuth, but he's in the front row filling in for Fisher-Harris, whereas I think his big scores have come at lock. So might be one that, you know, isn't probably handy now, but come around origin time will become handy. So he's he's a good inclusion now because he'll at least be playing on your bench and come origin in, you know, a month or two's time, he'll uh, he'll come into the team and be an absolute gun for you, I think. So one to pick up early. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't mind that chat as well. He just always seems to score like in between 50, sorry, 40 and 50 points every time he hops on the field. doesn't matter what position he's playing. Yeah. He just... It's just kind of like what he does, um, Eisenhuth. So uh, yeah, you can see him definitely getting this, getting a nice role in the Panthers team like he's done over the last couple of years. And yeah, once he gets some minutes, he's usually pretty safe to get those base stats and solid scores. Yeah, absolutely. And another one that should be scoring some solid scores over the next couple of weeks while Tolu Kohler's out, uh, Morgan Harper, center for Manly. What are your thoughts about him? He's kind of been a bit unpredictable over the last couple of seasons. Has a little bit, yeah. He obviously came off that uh, big 61 that he scored um, last week. And, yeah, he's a little bit tricky. I wouldn't be investing too much into him. I'm just kind of looking at, at my draft at the moment. And there's a few other guys I probably prefer, like a, a Bradman Best or a Brian Kelly or a Belia even. Folks like that, I'd probably be leaning towards versus a Morgan Harper at this stage, but probably yeah, one to have a look at because if he if he replicates it, he's uh yeah, we've seen him kind of go and runs at certain points of um you know various seasons, and yeah, could be another one of those stretches, I guess, for him. Yeah, I suppose it's if he performs well over the next couple of weeks, he could hold Cola out of this team, or even Cola could come back in for Brad Parker instead because he has shown that. He can be a pretty gun center. The only issue with him is his defensive efforts have been the things that have get, gotten him cut from this team. So hopefully he can pick that up and make more tackles than he misses for sure. And what's what's Kohler again, mate? What's he um what's he out with? I think he has a knee injury at the moment. Okay. Uh let me check. Yeah. He's out um undergoing knee surgery, so he'll be out for the next four to six weeks. Okay, nice. Well, good for, not good for him, good for Morgan Harper, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Definitely bad for him, but uh, it means Harper's got a bit of an extended run in this squad for the time being. Uh, any other draft options that you are kind of thinking of 
Um, there's some that are kind of just, yeah, off, off the top of my head that I'm looking at. Yeah, man, I think that kind of covers what I'm looking at in draft. Oh, sorry, one more that I have just seen in mind that um, with all of these Bulldogs players being injured, I think Ryan Sutton has probably been dropped in a couple of leagues. I think he goes back to kind of that 45-50 scores now that he, he'll be relied on a lot in this pack and should be playing big minutes with some of these rookies on the bench. So I think he's one of the beneficiaries and, yeah, is a starting option for the next couple of weeks, at least until these trips are out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was surprised that even if, even though he, uh, so he plays alongside Max King and Max King had an unfortunate collision with Jacob Preston during the game where he got poked in the eye, well, basically punched in the face, really, and Jacob Preston split the webbing in his finger poking him in the eye. So um, surprising that Max King came back onto the field after that. I just assumed Sutton would have picked up those minutes. But um, yeah, it's it's most likely going to be him as the beneficiary, both Max King and Ryan Sutton, now that um, Raymond Fatala-Marin is out. Um, there's going to be extra minutes there in the pack until Tavita um, uh, Pangai comes back into the team. Yeah, for sure. Righto. Uh, let's move on from draft and let's have a look at our buy, hold sells for our fantasy teams now. So what, uh, what players do you have on your buy list this week? Yeah. So as I was talking about, Joey Manu is one that I'm definitely looking at this week as buy. Um, I think it'll be kind of a coin toss, uh, between him and the guy that I'm probably going to go for, honestly. And that's Matt Burton. I think, um, he had a really good game last week against the Cowboys. He's got the goal kicking back. He's kind of bottomed out in price. I need someone to cover me in the halves for Nico Hines. Um, <laughs> so I think all all uh, all signs lead to Matt Burton. One or more so considering is Sean Johnson. He's obviously been unreal. And yeah, if I can make it work with my team, I'll have to have a bit of a play around, I think, to see if I can fit in, fit in SJ. I think he'll be a little bit too expensive for me, but... Uh, he's pretty high owned here at the top, but well, here at the top, like I'm on some mountain. Um, <laughs> no, but a lot of people in the top, kind of like one, two percent, I think, uh, are ASJ owners. So, might be good to <laughs> kind of just go with the pack on this one. For me, that's kind of one of the ways I'm. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Yeah, for the buyers. So I guess touching on SJ, he's now seven hundred and what sixty six k, very expensive. We we put him in our buy list about three weeks ago before he had his breakout game. Um, I unfortunately didn't have the space to fit him into my team, so I've been running without him <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. But our fan team has him in it, and it's growing strong. I think we've moved up like twenty k places for the Footy Brains fan team. So thanks for everyone that's been voting on those trades. Um, and if you want to get involved in that, just have a look at the link in our, um, in our bio. You can get involved in the trades there. But I think people that are jumping on him now, he's got to have a jumping off point, right? Like it's, it feels like everyone's just chasing points at this rate. Yeah, look, I don't know, mate, because he's got a break even of 15. He should smash that again this week. The Warriors just keep doing things, mate. They play the Knights this week. You could see him have another big game. They play the Cowboys the next week. Um, and they just be the Sharks, like, um, could be the year of SJ, mate, and uh, we could see him kind of hovering around this 800 mark. I don't think that's, like, a crazy uh, expectation, the way he's been going, and, um, yeah, if he's doing that, 
happy days. Yeah, I think he's probably he's pretty much reached reached his price cap. So you're not using him as a cash cow um, at this point. If you're going for him, you're using him as one of your gun halves. So I don't think he's got much more cash to make. Like he'll probably even out at around like you said the 750 to 800 mark. Um, but if you're not planning on getting in Heinz or I mean, one, most most likely if you're in the top 5,000, top 10,000 or aiming to be there, you've got to have at least Heinz or Cleary. So if you've only got one of them and you want to fill your other uh, half spot without one of them, then SJ is probably the next best thing I'd say to go. Yeah, I think so. He definitely comes in the conversation. I think he's kind of going to go in the similar tier of guys like um, Munster as well and DCE. I think he'll be kind of, in that kind of next tier under um, Heinz and Cleary still. But, yeah, he's been he's been looking good, dude. Like Yeah, he's uh, playing very well. 600 kick meters, base, tries, try assists. Um, yeah, he's been doing well. The thing is, I just wouldn't be shocked if he, you know, only scores a 50 next week. Wouldn't be shocked at all. I guess that's probably why... I think I'm going to lean towards Bird. I think he's bottomed out. He's kind of got the value there, and I think the Bulldogs are going to kind of – they're on the up. The Warriors are kind of started really hot. Um, I hope they continue to run hot, but kind of history suggests that they'll probably come down a little bit, even though they play the Knights and the Cowboys the next two games. I think after that, <laughs> their draw gets a little bit harder. But, uh, yeah, they play then Storm, Roosters, Panthers – um, those eight, nine, ten. So yeah, I'm probably leaning kind of burden just for the long term play, and that he should kind of regain his value as well after he's dropped that cash. Yeah. So you've got you've got Heinz and Cleary, and then your backups Burton, right? Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. And I think, um, yeah, like you said, they've got a, an okay draw until a couple rounds from now when they play the Storm, Roosters, Panthers in a row, the Warriors. But I did see, I did see on the news today that they, uh, they got given a rest um, today. So they actually didn't train at all their middle forwards. So um, especially after that game that they had on the weekend against the Sharks, that's, that's um, well overdue. I think they definitely need a rest <laughs> after that. What a win. Yeah, it was a good game. Yeah. Anyway, back to our buys. Uh, who else do you have? Um, I think Zach Hosking, he's still in the buy category for me this week. Low break even. We were kind of talking about him just then. I think he holds his spot for this foreseeable future. Um, even I'm not sure what happened to Luke Garner. He doesn't seem named. Um, even on the extended bench this week. So, yeah, I think, yeah, he's, I just think uh, almost at this point, the, the risk of not having him is pretty great. Like, he could go on to average, you know, 60. 60. <laughs> 60. Yeah. Um, and kind of be this Jermaine Hopgood type guy that makes still another 100 plus K and yeah, just a really scary one to miss out on. Yeah. Last week to get him in people. So get him in. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got Jack Bird as one of my buys this week. And the main reason behind that is that his price has hit that point where it is no longer going down and it is turning around and will be going up. Um, He's only dropped what three K since his start, but I don't think, now that Jack DeBellin's back in the team, I don't think he can lose that lock position. I think he's probably going to be holding that long-term now. Uh, what are your thoughts about Jack Bird? Obviously a, a lock-in uh, centre player and probably going to be topping the, the averages in your centre position. But, um, yeah, what are your thoughts about his longevity at that spot? 
Ah, interesting. Now I know why I've, I've been scrolling through the, the chats, you know, a lot of Jack Bird chat. You must have been suggesting him um, or putting out the, the vibes into the, the universe. I'm on the opposite spectrum. I'm still a little bit uncertain on him. I just think that they're kind of easing back to Bellin. I think the Bellin's eventually going to take this 13 spot back. I think there's a chance that he moves um, and plays in the second row when they get rid of I think Murdoch Masilla is starting there again this week, isn't he? So I think he potentially moves into the the second row spot. Uh, But, yeah, I'm just a little bit uncertain about this Dragons pack. I just think they can reshuffle at any point, kind of similar to the Tigers. So I want to see it a little bit more before I kind of buy into Jack Bird just because his price is so big. And, you know, for around the same price, you could... You know, for another like 50 to 70k, you can go with Joey Manu, which I like a lot more than Jack Bird just for the upside. Uh, Jack Bird's obviously got that consistency and is the jewel, but I guess that's my kind of thoughts on Jack Bird. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts on Sean Johnson as well. You can either go SJ or you can go Maddo or David Fafita or that elk of player as well. <laughs> it's it's yeah. definitely one that you've got to make a difficult decision on. What about some of these other kind of mid-tier, well, guns really, that have dropped down into the mid-tier, like your Frizzells, like your Hudson Youngs? Any love for those as buys this week? Yeah, I do like them. Uh, I think it's just, yeah, how do you fit them in? Uh, who do you get rid of to, to buy one of them? If you can upgrade, you know, uh, like a Smith Shields to someone like that or... I just think they're kind of hard players to go to at this point of the season is my only, I guess, caveat. You'd probably rather go someone like a Hosking or something like that. But yeah, definitely like them as buyers. I think, you know, we've been saying the last couple of weeks, they're probably bottomed out and now's the time to kind of jump on them. And uh, yeah, they're going to be consistent players. You can kind of hold through the origin period and things like that if you can squeeze them in. Yep, absolutely. Right, I'm moving to your holds. We already talked about Hopgood and Bryce Cartwright being... Um, pretty much holds this week if you can. Uh, but what are your, some of your other holds for this week? Um, I think Sean Bloor, he's still hold. Had a really nice week uh, with that 61. He's going to that, – that's really nice. We'll set him up for some some cash rises in the next couple of weeks. Doesn't really have to do much off the bench here. He's still going to make a decent amount of money for you. Now he's got that 61 in his average. Isaiah Katoa, I think I'm still definitely holding him. And uh, I think he's, yeah, should get a decent role in this team. Again, with, you know, Nick Arima uh, in the halves with him, maybe get some more kicking meters and things like that. Hopefully you kind of see a step up and a few big scores from him to kind of get that cash going. They're kind of my main ones, mate. I think even still some of these guys like Alamotti, Warbrick, I think these guys also have money to make. I would not be selling any of them yet either and kind of just getting all you can from them and kind of hitting that peak break even, which maybe happens next week or the week after, I think. Yeah, absolutely. They've still got plenty of weeks to to make more cash. I think my big holds are probably probably closer to gun category than cheapy um cheapy at the moment my holds like pat carrigan and joe tarpany because they've i've seen a lot of trades including those two just because they've scored under 50 this week but pat carrigan um last week playing against the tigers obviously they were going to be doing more attack than defense the the broncos 
and he didn't obviously make as many tackles as he normally would, so I wouldn't be too worried about Pat Carrigan there. And Joe Tarpany, they got absolutely trounced by the Panthers, so um, yeah, a bit hard to score well when you're spending most of your time standing in your goal line waiting for them to take the conversion, so I wouldn't be too worried about those two. They'll be they'll bounce back this week for sure. What are your thoughts? Yeah, mate, I agree with that as well. Pat Carrigan, he's a little bit tricky because uh, I guess he has had some of those lower scores. We're hoping he's going to be close to the kind of like 60, 70 mark. He hasn't kind of been at that mark, I think, for a couple of weeks now. Um, so I can kind of understand people jumping off if they can go to somewhere else, but I don't think he's kind of like an immediate sell. I think you can definitely hold him and hope he kind of bounces back. Yeah, I think I put him in the same category as Hopgood this week. Like, if you're upgrading him to a to a gun captaincy option, like your Grants, like your Clearies, yeah, sure, he's a good way up to those guys. But otherwise, you probably hold him. And different to Hopgood, you'd probably hold Carrigan until the origin period, I'd say. Yeah, I'd say so as well. Yeah, right into that origin period before he um, you know, potentially has like a little bit of decrease in minutes and things like that. Yep. Uh, and what about your sells this week? Not uh, There's not a ton of people that you probably want to be selling this week because most of them are, are doing quite well. But, uh, yeah, what are your top sells? Yeah, I don't have too many kind of like immediate ones. I think a lot of people are jumping off Smith Shields this week, which I think is understandable. He hasn't kind of set the world on fire when he's been playing. You know, if he comes back into this team again, you know, maybe on the wing or something like that, I don't think he's like really got that much cash to make. Um, he's been pretty average. So I don't mind people selling him if they can go to, you know, another good cash maker, even like a Nicarima or something like that. I think isn't too bad. But I think also with Smith Shields, like if you've got 16 players and you don't really need to do anything with Smith Shields this week, I don't mind holding him um, and just kind of saving the trade as well and kind of waiting for a a really good cheapie to come along until you make that trade or um, I guess just saving it and also hoping that he comes back as well. Yeah, I, I think the issue with him is that most people are using him as their centre or as that uh, bench centre or emergency centre so that if one of their centres had a, like say Alamotti, when he goes on the buy, Smith Shields would come in. Um, but yeah, you probably want to go Smith Shields to another cheapy center. And at the moment, there's not a bunch around. Um, if you can afford to trade him to just another cheapy, like a Cody Nicarima or something like that, I would do it. But yeah, in terms of centers, geez, it's slim pickings unless you want to go a gun at the moment. Yeah, I agree with that. I think some people are still considering uh, Connolly Lemuelu uh, as a as a buy as well, which I don't, I don't hate. I think he had a bit of a... Uh, I guess unlucky game last week. He he made nine missed tackles. He you know turns four of those into into tackles instead of missed tackles. It's a pretty different score for him. So he should be kind of getting you know basing you know his worst games around that thirty five. But then you know kind of going in that thirty five for fifty mark, which I don't mind as well. Maybe has a little bit more cash to make, but. Uh, yeah, it is a little bit slim in the pickings. Hopefully you're running like a Hammer or an Alamotti or Hammer, Lebowellu, something like that, um, which I think a lot of people are running at the moment. Yeah, and the Hammer's another one as well. Uh, what do you think? He only scored 28 on the weekend, including a try. They didn't look too great, the Dolphins, without uh, like Sean O'Sullivan in the halves. Um, 
What are your thoughts around him? Do you reckon he can go again and score another try this week and bounce back? Because he does have a break-even of 35 at the moment. Yeah, I am a little bit worried about him and just kind of the Dolphins in general. I hope they kind of don't capitulate and just turn into kind of what we thought they might turn into at the start of the season. And it's pretty unfair with them with Sean Sullivan going down and now they're playing their, like, you know, (laughs) second and fourth string, you know, half and... Jerry Marshall King's had some time on the sidelines. They've, you know, had some injuries to kind of deal with as well. Uh, but the Hammer's been pretty impressive. He's, you know, three scores over 50. That was his lowest score of 28, which is definitely, you know, not too bad. His run meters were down a little bit last week, which is probably the most worrying thing. But uh, I'm not ready to, to, you know, write him off after one game. Centers, wingers, they have bad games sometimes. 28, it's not too bad. I, yeah, hope he bounced back this week. And, you know, revenge game versus the Cowboys. Who knows? Yeah, see how that goes. Uh, righto, moving on to our fan Q&A. So if you have any questions for the pod and want us to answer them uh, live, just go through to our Instagram Instagram page, at footybrainspod, uh, and we'll put up a post there the day before we record for you to ask any of your questions. Uh, righto. First question, Josh, what are your top cash cows this week? Uh, I think we've kind of talked about it. I think probably Zach Hosking still probably comes into a little bit of a cash cow. Um, I think he's still going to make a decent amount of money over the next couple of weeks. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Nikarima. I still don't mind Isaac Fasulmila Aoi. We've talked about the guy from the Bulldogs, Edwards, who should have a, a solid enough role. They're probably the ones I'm looking at. Am I missing? Am I missing anything, mate? No, that's that's pretty much who I'm looking at. Definitely, Cody Nickareem is probably my probably my number one. I'd say just because he's the cheapest and he stands to make a decent amount of coin over the next month while Milford's out. But yeah, the other ones like Hosking, even though he's 600k, still a cash cash should still make 150, 200k pretty comfortably. Definitely, yeah. Assuming that obviously people have Camparero and Preston and yeah, all these guys that we've talked about previously, probably haven't talked about uh, who does have a negative break even as well is is Carl Lawton. What are your thoughts on him? Two ninety k. Yeah, so he's playing this week, but he's off the bench. I'm not a huge fan of him because he could just be straight out of this team again anyway. I think he's there because. Tra- Boyevich is out with his hamstring injury, so he could be there for a you know a few a, you know a couple of weeks while Trebojevic is out. But I just don't think he's going to be scoring huge from the bench. Not a bad shout because he does have a negative break even, but I don't expect him to be scoring you know forties fifties plus. He's probably going to be close to the twenty thirty mark, only getting thirty forty minutes off the bench. But he has shown previously that he does have a good PPM, so. Uh, if you want to take that risk, yeah, he's not too bad, but he's short-term. I mean, most of the cash cows at this point are short-term cash cows. None of them are going to be playing all season long. Yeah, I feel him yeah, quite similarly. But, yeah, now kind of have a look at him, mate. He's got that 56, and he's, and he's average. If he, you know, hits a couple of 40s in a row, which is now the question, yeah, it could go up another, like, 120, 150K, so... Yeah, not one to not bad one to consider as well. Kind of in that Nicarima range for me as well. Yeah, hopefully you can get 30, 40 minutes off the bench and you know get around the thirty mark for sure. 
What are your thoughts on Cam McInnes as a buy this week? That's actually a pretty good one. Dal has been suspended with his hip drop tackle and Toby Rudolph, uh, he's gone for surgery on a toe on his toe injury. So yeah, Cam McInnes, what are your thoughts about him? Oh, I didn't realize that news about, about Fanukan. That's really good for my uh, my draft teams. I've been waiting for Fanukan to get injured for my Cam McInnes <laughs> early draft pick to kind of pay off. Um they're not playing this week, the Sharks. But, they're not playing you know. this week, though, yeah, yeah. which is yeah, our only problem. So maybe we'll want for our next week. I really love Cam McInnes, one of my crushes. Good-looking lad. Fantasy legend of past. But, um, look, I don't know. I think unless Mc, unless kind of Panukin's out long-term or he kind of has to show it a little bit first. He's been pretty ordinary to kind of start the year off. She does maybe a little bit harsh on me. He just hasn't been getting minutes. So I think I just want to see these minutes change and hopefully he gets close to that 60 70 roll and they can just punch out those big scores that we know he can do. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Ricky asks thoughts on Latrell to Manu and Hopgood to Tohu this week. Well, some big moves. Um, probably a little bit sideways for me. I think I'd be holding strong with. Um, some of those guys like Hopgood and just kind of waiting a little bit before I went someone, especially like Tohu, who's coming off an injury as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not the biggest fan of those ones. Yeah, that's fair. Thoughts on Wade Egan? Wade Egan, a bit of Wigan. No, I think, yeah, I think the time's passed on Wade Egan. I think he's probably hit his peak. He's got three tries and three games, I think. He missed one of them there. Um, is that right? Four tries in? Yeah, he's scored a try games. every game he's played. He's, yeah, Pretty he's crazy. just scoring tries for fun. So I think it has to be a time where it stops. His scores are a little bit reliant on that try to kind of hit that. He's been scoring like 60, 70. So I think congrats if you got on him early. But I think, yeah, the boat's probably missed to buy him. Probably go on someone like a Robson, a Grant, a Jay Braley instead if you're looking for a hooker. Yeah, that's fair. Especially Brayley. He's now that he's uh, dropped all his cash and he's back to scoring his 50s. Yeah. Uh, looking to trade... Oh, question from Will. Looking to trade Hopgood to Haas and Val Holmes to Manu. Okay, well, yeah, look, I think it's kind of similar to what we were talking about just then. Like, it's kind of trading into potential guns for two potential guns, like... Foul. He's been like a little bit underwhelming, but they played the Dolphins this week. Could have a really big game. Hopgood with, yeah, a lot of these trades have Hopgood. We kind of said, yeah. unless you go into like one of the premiums, half ugly, one of the premium top five guns. But I think I'd be holding off on that and kind of just saving your trades and, and trusting the process with those other guys. Looking for different ways to get those other two guys in. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I'm kind of just flicking through all the questions now, and uh, they're all about, you know, Hopgood, Cartwright, Tedesco, Dewey. We've kind of talked about all these guys already, so I'm not going not gonna to touch on them again. It's not a bad way, guys, to just, like, hang on to a trade. If you don't need to make yeah. anything, I think this is a pretty good week to kind of just consolidate. Use your loop with any sharpest players to kind of maximize your score. There's no, I think, besides Hosking, there's no one I'm like super worried about missing out on this week. So yeah, I think I'm probably only going to make one trade. You yeah. kind of saying that you might do the same. 
I'm trying to make no trades, but I keep looking at Marnie and my squad, and I, <laughs> I'm like, geez, I wish that was Grant. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I I did say coming into this, I'll probably make you know none or maybe one trade, but the more I look at Marnie sitting there, it's likely that I'm going to trade out him to get Grant in somehow, whether that be through Hopgood. Like we said, Hopgood to a captaincy option like Grant, that's fine, but you wouldn't want to go sideways, so... Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's the best play because I don't really want to get rid of Hosking or Preston, those guys that are negative break-even and moving on up. So, yeah, got to figure that out. Fun times. Fun times when you fill your bench full of just all cashies. Like, my literal (laughs) bench and half my team are just cashies. I'm still in the top 10K somehow, um, but I've made plenty of cash to start the season, which is is good. What's your cash gen at this point, mate? Oh, that's a good point. Probably should have looked at that. I'm at uh, 11.8K. Okay, nice. I'm the same. I think most of the top teams are at about 12 or a bit over 12 at the moment. So I'm um, still hanging in there, which is good, even with the average scores. Uh, question from Fraser. Play Sonny, Luke, Katoa, or Warbrick this week? Interesting one. Katoa's going to have free reign at the Dolphins this week, but he hasn't really shown big scores even last week when he had free reign didn't really do too much because Milford went off in the first 10 minutes with his hamstring injury uh so what are your thoughts who would you be playing out of those three yeah that's really tough um I would definitely be trying to utilize a loop if you've got it uh Warbrick has been yeah a little bit frustrating a little bit tri-dependent uh he plays Roosters this week pretty hard matchup the Dolphins and the Cowboys that's a pretty good matchup for for Katoa and then yeah Sonny Luke hasn't really showed enough I think for me so I think yeah Katoa maybe just but um yeah it's a pretty t- pretty close one honestly bit of a coin flip yeah I think I'd probably go Warbrick but that's only because the Roosters have been conceding a lot of their tries out wide compared to through the middle and you just got to hope that he's on the end of one of those so <laughs> that's uh that's where I'd go um because just because Katoa has been a bit even leading the squad a bit underwhelming, but you never know. Could be could be a close one against the Cows. And question from Malik. Is Blake Braley a sell, and would you trade directly to his brother, Jaden? <laughs> yeah, Blake Braley has been a little bit underwhelming. Not looking good for my hot take of him being a top three hooker this year. <laughs> Still could happen, but, uh, it, you know, it was a hot take. I've drafted him in a few leagues. I'm a little bit frustrated with him. Now that you've reminded me of that, I'm going to go back and repost that with um, how close we were to um, our hot takes being accurate. Our hot takes? Yeah. Have any of them come off? I don't think so. Uh, probably not. I don't even remember. I know mine was about <laughs> Dewey, but I don't remember what the other boys were. But yeah, I'll definitely post that in the next week <laughs> to see yeah, how we went. Yeah, reminder, yeah the experts. Yeah. The Fancy Footy Brains podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I don't mind selling selling Braley if you've got even to to his brother. I don't mind that. I'm kind of holding strong with him in drafts, but yeah, I think for classic, I'm definitely not against moving him on and trying to get some some more upside in that position, especially with the Sharks yeah. buy as well. Yeah, I think Braley to Braley, B Braley to J Braley, good trade. Uh, what are your thoughts on Lindsay Smith? Question from Tate. Lindsay Smith. Yeah, I was wondering if he was going to come up. I'm a little bit hesitant on him. I just think he's probably he's probably even like a bit more un- insecure, insecure or unsecure. I'm not sure if he's insecure. Insecure. Uh, yeah. 
but he's not as secure as, well, I say secure, but uh, guys like Nicarima and I think he's almost like a poor man's Nicarima. Like he could lose his spot next week. He's a pretty quick cash grab, but I think Nicarima probably has more job security, at least for that injury with Milf. You could see it well where Smith is out of this team next week and you've kind of wasted a trade. So I'm a little bit hesitant, but yeah, if you're feeling, if you're feeling risky, you're feeling frisky, um, and you think you know more than us, then yeah, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I'd be more confident if he was starting Lindsay Smith, but the fact that Eisenhuth comes into this team and he can play big minutes um, makes me a bit wary of going near him. So yeah, risky option, but not a terrible one. You're right. What are your thoughts on just Latrell in general? Question from Tarek. Uh, is he a sell? I don't think so. I think I'm kind of trusting the process with the, with the trail and kind of just Bunny's players generally. I think they're going to kind of hit their straps a little bit more. Guys like Isaac Thompson are kind of in the same situation with, although I'm probably going to sell him this week to try and get Burton in. Um, but, yeah, I think the draw will open up for him a little bit. He'll kind of hit some form again and, yeah, those big scores as well. Against the Dogs this week, could see him having a bounce back. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Got a couple of questions about the Rabbitohs bench. So first question is, uh, Hame Sele, is he a good option even though he's named on the bench? And what do we do with Cheekam? Yeah, good questions. Uh, I don't think I'm really looking to bring in any of these guys from the from the bench. It looks like Cheekam has lost his spot. Is that correct? Yeah. He hasn't actually got a, got a spot this week. His break-even is 21. He's made you... He's made like one of the the highest kind of price jumps uh, in total over the season. So well done if you got onto him. I uh, got those kind of forties in there and started um, at the start of the season. Really nice and handy buy. But yeah, I think he's kind of he's not going to make much more for you even if he comes back into this team. His break even's twenty one. He's probably you know made most of his cash. Don't mind kind of cash him in at this point. And um, you know if you can go to a Hosking or something like that, I definitely would. Yeah, you've also got to think that um, other guys for the Rabbitohs that haven't come back, like your Jai Arrows, your Shaq Mitchells, um, they've got plenty of other forwards to come back into this team. So I wouldn't be rushing to get any of their their bench players into your team just because they could just be out the week after. So um, Cheekam's probably probably fair enough to sell him at this point. I think it's uh, his time has come um, and sell a... One, two, if you are going to pick him up, pick him up with a grain of salt because, you know, he could be out next week. Yeah, I think so, mate. And I think that's pretty much it. A lot of questions about guys we've already talked about. Oh, actually, question about um, Teague Wilton. Um, would you be holding him through the buy period or is he a sell? No, I think he's been pretty good. I'd be holding him if you can. Uh, I like him as a pod there. Yeah, scores have been solid, so, yeah, don't mind that. Yeah, use him as a looping option this week. Not too bad. Definitely, yeah. Unless you don't have Hosking. Otherwise, trade him to Hosking. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that's been well. pretty much our talk this week. Is uh, <laughs> If you don't have Hosking yet, get Hosking because uh, he's a gun. Get Hosking. Yeah, I know like, the talking league guys are a little bit more hesitant about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I like it. Get him in. Risk versus reward, I think. Yeah, do it. Righto. Uh, thanks again, Josh. Another week done and dusted. Uh, if you have any questions for us over the weekend, head to our Instagram page at Pod. Happy to have a chat and answer any questions you might have. 
if you haven't yet, also have a look at our Patreon. We do a podcast there every week or so, uh, covering off some other topics. And yeah, if you just generally want to support the pod, um, feel free to subscribe there. Thanks, Josh. We'll talk again next week. Sounds good, mate. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Footy Brains podcast. Please follow us at Footy Brains Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you'd like to further support us on what we do, you can do so through Patreon. All links are in our socials bio or through the link tree in the episode description. Good luck, and we'll see you next week.